This is an Algoa FM news exclusive. This is episode 17 of Journey to Justice, entitled The First Conviction. Now, the state has secured its first conviction in the murder of Vicky Derblanche. 22-year-old Dylan Cullis entered a plea agreement with the state and was sentenced to an effective 18 years in the High Court in Kabecha. He seemed very relaxed in court and was supported by both his parents, giving them a big smile before the judge entered the courtroom. For months now, we've known that Cullis wanted to take a plea deal and it was expected that he would implicate Vicky's estranged husband, Arnold. But Arnold was only referenced twice in Cullis's plea. And it seems clear that Cullis has never met Arnold, nor has he spoken to him, something Arnold himself has said. I guess what surprised me the most was that Cullis had only met Vicky and Leach a mere three days before she was killed, and he knew Mario de Rido for only three weeks. It fits in with the state's case that Leach recruited these two to assist in the murder. Cullis said the night he met Vicky and Leach, they were at a house party in Sherwood, uh, where they looked like a perfectly happy, normal couple to him. He also said he had no knowledge of the problems between Vicky and Arnold because he just saw her as Leach's girlfriend. Now, according to the plea agreement, Cullis said that when he was alone with Leach and Derrida in a car, Leach said he needed a firearm, which Cullis believed was for protection as he knew the two were involved in the abalone industry. He added that although he had no idea how to obtain a firearm, he wanted to look cool and he suggested that he might know of someone who could assist. Yet, they drove to Mission Violator where Leach got a firearm. Now, this is where things get interesting because it's the state's case that Leach phoned Arnold to ask for a fast car to go to Cape Town to get a gun to do the deed. And this is a day before the murder. And the state says Arnold left an amount of 2,200 rand for him to rent a BMW. I always thought it to be a bit weird to claim that you want to drive all the way to Cape Town and back just to get a firearm all in just one day. And he clearly didn't go to Cape Town because Cullis said they drove to Missionvale and got a gun. The BMW's tracker device, though, will eventually show exactly where they drove to and when. And Arnold, in his affidavit, said he paid Leach the 2,200 rand for an affidavit he needed to present to the family court. And you can catch up on this in episode 11 of this podcast entitled The Letter. Now, Cullis stated that Leach had fired two shots while driving and told them that Arnold wanted Vicky dead. This is the first and only time Cullis mentioned Arnold's name in his plea. He said he thought that Leach was just high from the drugs they had all taken earlier. Now, the state says when Leach got the gun, he fired some test shots without specifying how or where. But according to Cullis, the shots were fired while they were driving in the car. Cullis continues by saying that they now returned to Vicky's home where they took drugs and played Xbox. He said at one point he wanted to tell Vicky that her life was in danger, but he still thought that maybe Leach was joking. Cullis says Leach then again wanted to go for a drive and Leach said he did not know how to kill Vicky. And then he said it was Derrida Jr. who had suggested that they make it look like an overdose. Now, this was also interesting to me because it's been the state's case all along that Arnold wanted Vicky to come across as a drug addict and wanted to stage a scene at her house with drugs lying around so that it would look like she was an addict. But now Cullis is saying that it was Mario's idea. 
Now, according to the plea deal, they went to Shoreville, where they bought between 30 and 40 Percocet tablets. It's a Schedule 6 drug. They all used some of it, and Cullis, who admitted to doing hard drugs since grade 9, the Percocet induces drowsiness but also gives you a high. And he says Vicky had also taken drugs with them. But later, more Percocet tablets were crushed up by Leach, who mixed it into a fizzy drink. Cullis said he tasted the concoction and noted that it was very bitter. He did not indicate how many tablets they put in the drink, but if it was that terrible and bitter, I just wonder how they would have convinced Vicky to drink something that tasted so vile. But when Leach returned from the main bedroom in the house, he told Derrida and Cullis, who were playing video games, that he had given Vicky the concoction before having sex with her. Did he really have sex with her? And if not, why would he say something like that? This would be something only the forensic pathologist will be able to confirm. Culler said much later he could hear Leach snoring in the bedroom, but he also heard Vicky gagging. Now he said he went into the main room and he took Vicky to the spare bedroom where he turned her on her side while thinking of a plan to rescue her. These are his words. But he says he was also high and he could not stay awake and eventually passed out next to Vicky on the double bed in the spare bedroom. So early the next morning, Cullis said Leach woke up and was very confused when Vicky was not in the bed next to him. And when he saw his girlfriend with him in the spare bedroom, he accused Cullis of having sex with her. Okay, so if I understand Cullis here, he is saying that Leach intended to snore away next to Vicky and then wake up the next day to a dead person, and then say it was an overdose. Culler said Leach now blamed him for the fact that Vicky was not dead, and said to him, he must now finish the job. But obviously he couldn't do it. But uh, it was Leach who then eventually tightened the blanket around Vicky, moved the pillow from under her head, and suffocated her. At this point, according to Cullis, Derrida Jr. walked into the room when Vicky was still alive. So he's saying that Derrida Jr. witnessed the murder, now, remember, De Ridder Jr. is a Section 204 witness, which I explained in my earlier episode. So he would have to come and corroborate this version when he testifies in court. Now, I just want to say that this version is very interesting to me. The fact that Leach found Cullis in bed with Vicky and then killed her. Because when Leach and Cullis was already in police custody, this was also Arnold's version of events. I have proof of a message he sent someone on the 23rd of October 2021 saying exactly that. So who gave Arnold this version? Maybe it was a police officer or maybe he had a conversation with Leach. It's just interesting to me that Carlos and Blanche had the very same version here. Okay, so now Vicky is dead in the spare bedroom, lying in her own urine, and Leach tells Cullis and Derrida to change her clothes and to cover their hands with socks while handling the body. Cullis says they then wrapped her body in a blanket and had to force it into the boot of the BMW as it initially struggled to fit in. Now, the state told us that the tracker showed them going go-kart racing, and Cullis admits to this, saying that Leach needed an alibi, uh, you know, for someone to see them in public. Cullis said while driving around with Vicky's body in the boot, Leach had called someone on a burner phone and said in Afrikaans, dit is klaar, meaning it's done, it's finished. The Ritter Jr. then said in Afrikaans that Vicky's husband was playing dumb. Only the state's forensic analyst would be able to corroborate this phone call made by Leach, allegedly to Arnold, to inform him that the job had been done, in other words, that Vicky was dead. And very important, how long the call lasted. Because saying it's done takes three seconds. 
Colors didn't go into too much detail here, but the state said that in this car there was indeed a conversation between Leach and Arnold where Leach asked if they could use Arnold's rubber duck to get rid of the body. And the state has a WhatsApp message where Arnold allegedly says he wants nothing to do with Leach's plans. So discussing the use of a rubber duck is such an important point here. Why did Cullis not mention this at all? Because according to the state, this will also be what Derrida will testify to. But the bottom line is that the court accepted Cullis's plea and he said he would be willing to come and testify against his co-accused if the state requires him to do so. So let's now talk about Vicky's grave. Cullis said a man called Peanut was paid 1,200 rand and while they waited for the grave to be prepared, they went back to the Chelsea sports bar where they got drunk and gambled with money Leach gave them. Ironically, that is almost the going rate for a professional grave digger that would charge you anything from 1,700 rand upwards for a proper grave that is six feet deep. Now, when the grave was ready, they went to the site where Cullis was instructed to keep a lookout while they buried the body. Now, it's important here to note that According to the state, Leach was left an envelope at the complex security, allegedly by Arnold, containing 5,000 rand. What was this money for? I can only assume that Leach allegedly used it to pay Peanut to dig the grave, to drink and gamble at the Chelsea sports bar. Also, when Leach was arrested, police found five bags of dacha and some tuk. That alone would have cost at least two, maybe two and a half thousand rand. And poof, the 5,000 rand is spent. Now, there are a few things I just don't understand at this point, and I, and I have questions. The state says that Leach told Arnold that he was a man of straw and needs the deceased for a roof over his head. So if he's exposed, he won't have a house. And the state says Leach had no motive to kill Vicky other than doing someone else, Arnold, a favor. But this is exactly my point. By killing Vicky, he now did not have a house. Surely Arnold would have stopped paying rent to a place immediately. And where would Leach live then? He does not even have a car. Also, how long was Leach going to rent this BMW if the car was just to go and get a gun? Then he would have been without transport as well after the murder. Was Leach just high and stupid? Or was he outplayed by someone else? That, that was an Algoa FM news exclusive.